Welcome back, everyone, to the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald, the only place to get your Florida Keys prep sports news. You could find this podcast every Thursday at keysweekly.com. Please share and like this podcast. You can find me on Facebook at Florida Keys and Key West High School Sports History. Wow, we had a wild week last week. We're starting to transition from fall sports to winter sports. A lot of the winter sports in all the high schools are starting to have their preseason meetings and getting your physicals done and getting your paperwork done and taking your online classes. But fall sports are still going on, and last week we have some results. Coral Shores Volleyball last week was able to beat Somerset South Homestead three games to two. Key West lost in girls volleyball to Gulliver three games to zero. Coral Shores last week on the 20th was able to unfortunately lose to Palmer three games to two. Marathon Golf went against Coral Shores and Marathon was able to beat Coral Shores on the 20th 200 to 237. We had two football games last week. We had the game in Marathon last week, which we talked about by having Andre Garvey on. Um, the game against Palm Glades Prep, 50 points scored at the half by Marathon. Final score, 67-28. No, it's not a basketball game, not just yet. It was football, Malachi Hawkins, the senior, running back, making his bid for Monroe County Player of the Year. Runs for 321 yards. That's back-to-back 300-yard games for the Marathon Senior in a victory, 67-28. But he wasn't the only one. Carlos Lascanzo had 100 yards on over on three carries and scored a touchdown in the win. The touchdowns were spread all around and a very solid defensive play by Marathon High School. They've really done a good job this year. Um, turning that program around. It looks like regardless of what happens this week, Marathon is playing against University School, a team that they beat earlier in the season by two, but a winning record is guaranteed for the Marathon Dolphins. So congratulations to those guys. We also had the game of the week last week. I was there. Tracy McDonald was there. The family drove up to go see Key West play Coral Shores. Now, this game, the last time Key West and Coral Shores played was 2010. The last time Coral Shores won was the 2003 football season when they were able to win. The final score of this game was 25-13. to 13, And it's the second closest game um, in the history of the game being played. Now, Key West goes to 11-1 and all-time against Coral Shores. This was the 12th time they played, and this was not a regularly scheduled um, game. This occurred due to the Hurricane, Hurricane Ian, uh, forcing some of the teams that Key West plays to reschedule. They had an opening. Key West had an opening off playing Estero. Coral Shores actually had two weeks off due to Bridge Prep Academy closing their down their football team and a bye week. So this worked out perfectly for both teams. And let me tell you, um, Florida Keys prep sports fans, this was a great game. You know, I'm um, go to the game. I'm watching, and you know, everybody knows Key West is is the bigger school, right? They have a lot more students. They have a lot more students to pick from. They have a they have a big team. 
their team looked a little bit bigger than Coral Shores. And, and at first you thought it was going to be over early. Ed Hawley's team came out and they played hard, but they were just not able the first couple times to stop Key West High School. And at the half, it was 19 to zero. Coming out of the half, Coral Shore was able to score, get some stops, and they played really hard in the second half. And they played hard in the first half, but in the second half, they sort of got comfortable playing against Key West. They were able to get some stops. They held Key West High School to one touchdown in the second half, and they were able to score two in the second half. So you have a final score of 25 to 13. On the podcast today, we're going to have both coaches. We're going to have Coach Hughes on, and we're going to have Coach Holly on from Coral Shores just to get their take on it and for them to talk about the rest of the season. I know that Coral Shores enters their conference playoffs. They are in an independent conference. They're going to play Ransom Everglades tomorrow, and that was a great matchup. I think Coral Shores won that game 14 to nothing, or I think it was 21-7, going back a couple weeks ago. So Ransom's going to be ready for that one. Key West is going back into district play. They're 0-1 in their district, and they have another district game coming up this week. So we're going to have Coach Holly on. We're going to have Coach Hughes on. And we're going to break down the Key West Coral Shores game. And we're going to break down the rest of the season. As far as Marathon goes, Marathon plays tomorrow night at home against University School. And University School is a team that Marathon was able to beat at the beginning of the year at University by two points. Marathon is an independent. They do not have any playoff games. They're not in a conference. They're not in a district. So this is... Their last game, the last game for a great group of seniors at Marathon High School that have really worked hard to turn that program into a winner. So congratulations to those guys, and and we're going to see what's happening with them as this podcast goes forward to a couple months, see what other sports they're playing, see if anybody's going to play football in college. But The special event tomorrow night at Marathon is the 2000 football team that advanced to the final four is going to be honored at Marathon at halftime. And, you know, I I remember that team and they had a lot of great players on that team and they were able to advance to the final four before they were stopped. You know, you had the running backs, you had Joey Strife. And you had Giovanni Gonzalez, and they were the fullback and tailback, and they were both equally masterful at running the ball. T.T. Holmes was the quarterback. I was a young coach under Greg Kramer coaching at Key West High School that year, and Marathon and Key West did play that year, and and Key West was one of of the two losses I think they had. They lost in in the Final Four game, and they lost to Key West coming down there, but Besides those two losses, it was a powerful, powerful team, one for the ages, and and they really wanted to recognize them in 2020 for the 20-year anniversary, but COVID sort of stopped that. So everybody, if you're in town and you were on that 2020, you were on that 2000 team, come to the field Friday night. You're going to be recognized. I know there's a number of people that played on that team that are still living and thriving in Marathon. And I know that some people are coming into town for this event. So Friday night is that big event going on in Marathon. 
for Key West High School. They're playing at home. They have a district game on Friday night, tomorrow night, and Coral Shores is playing Ransom in their conference finals. Now, we had another big sport going on. Like I told you guys, we're talking about football going to playoffs or going to conference playoffs. Cross country, which is a really big sport in Monroe County for us, and we find to have a lot of success between the three high schools. Cross country is starting to move forward. Um, for Coral Shores, uh, Coach Kiara McGraw's girls took seventh place at the District 2A meet in Miami. Their goal at the meet was to work on racing a bit more aggressively, and they were able to do it. They earned a spot at regionals, so they're moving forward. October 27th, they're going to be at South County Regional Park. Unfortunately for Coral Shores, the boys narrowly missed a team spot at the regional event, but Colbin Hill finished fast enough to qualify as an individual. So Coral Shores, boys, cross country, with the exception of Colbin Hill, is is done for the year. And the girls will be moving to regionals. So good luck to them. Um, the marathon, they were able to run their districts at Reynolds Park on October 20th. Vance Bursa won the district title, crossing the finish line at a blistering 16 minutes and 25 seconds. That's 16 minutes and 25 seconds to run 3.2 roughly miles. That's moving. Uh, Coach Jim Murphy was excited for Bursa. He said he ran the best race of the season. They had their game plan, and he ran it to perfection. Now, uh, with Vance getting first place in the district, there's also a team aspect. The Marathon boys team was able to finish second place in the district, so that team is all going together to regionals. That team, Mason Buxton, Jacob Bursa, uh, Tony Bursa and Dylan Shalar were the top five scoring runners for marathons, perennially fast team. Um, the six man Emmett Merriman is only a sixth grader. Now the lady fins enjoyed similar results. The top girl runner for marathon was Ella Dunn with a 22:36 5k. Marathon girls have been running in a pack this season and they picked up their points by pushing one another and finishing in a group with solid times. All nine marathon runners finished between 10th and 27th place. The girls had the best team average in 10 plus years. And with that marathon girls team, you never know who's going to win. It's constantly uh, in a state of flux is who's going to be first, second, third, fourth. And they're really pushing each other. The girls show future promise. They have no seniors for their top runners are in middle school. The Dolphins will be competing um, October 29th at the Indian River Fairgrounds to see whether they can make another appearance at state. It would, if they do, the boys, it will be an eighth straight appearance for the boys and a fourth straight appearance at states in Tallahassee in November for the Marathon Girls. So great job, Marathon High School. Great job, Jim Murphy. Uh, he is building a dynasty there as far as cross country goes. Um, you will be able to see all of the teams in the Keys Weekly. In today's edition of the Keys Weekly, you're going to be able to see everything all of the times from district and to find out what's going on with that. Now, as far as sports this week go, we have a lot going on this week, like I told you. Key West and Coral Shores cross country. Their regionals is on uh, Thursday today. Good luck to those guys. Tomorrow, Key West High School is playing at Fort Myers Gateway. 
Whew, that's a long, long ride, man. That's a long ride. Thinking back when I was a coaching at Key West High School, I lived on Big Pine and, you know, you drive down, I drive down to Sugarloaf to work during the day and go down to Key West and coach uh, in the afternoon. And those game days, you get in that bus, they're probably going to leave at eight, nine in the morning to drive to Fort Myers, get to Fort Myers and play. And as soon as that game is over seven, maybe at 11 p.m., get in that bus and go back to Key West. They're not going to get back till four or five in the morning. That's a long day. My hat's off to those guys. Coach. Johnny Hughes, good luck against Fort Myers Gateway. That's a district opponent. Coral Shores at Ransom Everglades for their conference. So that's a big, big game for them. Again, Marathon on Friday, 7 p.m. University School. That's going to be a great game. University School lost by two earlier in the year. Cross Country Marathon, their regionals at Indian River Fairgrounds. Um, that will be tomorrow. Podcast comes out today, Thursday. Friday, they will be 7.30 in the morning running at regionals. Key West Golf, their regionals at Plantation Preserve Golf Course at 8.30 in the morning. On the, That's going to be Monday morning. Marathon and Coral Shores Golf. Their regionals is at Crandon Park on Tuesday. Also on Tuesday, boys soccer. Whoa, we're starting... New seasons are starting. Boys soccer, 11-1. Mast Academy at 3.30. Marathon girls weightlifting at Coral Shores, 3.30 on the 2nd. And also on the 2nd, swimming regionals for Key West High School and swimming regionals for Coral Shores High School. Now, that's a lot of sports rap. We talked about a lot of stuff and... Next up, we are going to have Key West High School head football coach Johnny Hughes to talk about the Coral Shores game and to talk about his district matchup tomorrow night. All right, everybody. Coach Ed Hawley, um, the big game was last Friday night. Tracy and I both drove up to watch it in person. And let me tell you, we were not let down with that game at all. And the game I'm talking about is Key West High School and Coach Johnny Hughes against Coral Shores High School and Coach Ed Holly. So during the week, we're going to break this down and we're going to talk about your big playoff game with Ransom coming up. But like during the week, how did you guys prepare for Key West High School and what was the attitude of your kids? Well, we were excited to have the opportunity to play uh, Key West, just like any time you know, Coral Shores plays Marathon Key West. It's a Monroe County rivalry. It's a Monroe County school. So we were excited about that. We had a little different, um, it had a little bit di- different feel this week because, you know, every year Coral Shores and Marathon play, but it's these guys have never played Key West in football. So uh, they were excited for it. They were looking forward to the opportunity and, and um, they're excited to play. So you are correct. The last time Key West High School and Coral Shores played was 2010. And it's crazy to say, Coach, but 2010, that's a long time ago. So you guys, <laughs> you guys, right. your, your players had no idea what to expect. Uh, as a coaching staff, you know, you guys preparing and you're preparing for uh, the Johnny Hughes Flexbone offense. What did you preach to your team and what was your, your philosophy in trying to stop it? Well, anytime you play the uh, triple option and you got the dive, the quarterback and the pitch to stop on every play, you know, you, you talk to your guys about option responsibilities and doing your job. And what we talked about, we practiced all week, honestly, without a football. 
And I said, guys, don't worry about the football. Just tackle the guys you're supposed to tackle and go to the area you're supposed to go to. And if we do that consistently enough, we'll have a, a successful night. So, you know, the final score was 25 to 13. And, and my take on the game personally, you know, I, I was there at the beginning. You know, Key West, they, they, it seemed like they had a size advantage uh, in body, not in heart, because you guys, you were trading punches the whole first half, and Key West was able to sort of move the ball. They had a lot of success with, with, the, with the quick pitch sweep, but they really didn't have too much success going up the middle. And, you know, the, like I said, the final score is 25 to, to 13, 19-0 at half, but then you guys at halftime, I don't know what happened to you guys, Coach. You made some great adjustments because you guys end up winning the second half if you keep score second halves um 13 to 7 so what happened at halftime what happened to the players you guys came out great the second half so you know going into the game we knew as a coaching staff and we had talked to our guys all the time about how hard it is to simulate a look of the of the uh option in practice unless you do it every day it's really hard to uh get a great quality scout team look and then be honest with you that's one reason you run the offense is because it's hard to it's hard to uh you know prepare for in just one week and they're the only team all year that runs that type of offense that we we will play so what we told our guys is say guys listen they're going to be big and let me tell you coach Hughes and his staff do a remarkable job of coaching it they're going to be well coached they're going to be big and they're going to be physical We have to go out there and in the first half survive the first half. We just have to go out there and do our game, play our responsibilities, and get used to playing it. And in the second half, the game plan was to go out there. We made some adjustments because we were weak at some spots, and they did a great job of taking advantage of our weakness. I said, and then when we second half, we have to go out there. We got to capitalize, and we got to score. And the score was 25 to 13, and we lost by 12, but we did have a touchdown called back. Mm-hmm. And we had multiple opportunities to be successful and that just came up a little bit short. But in order for us to win games like playing against Key West and against great opponents, you have to be in that situation and you have to be in that situation. And you have to, you know, if what happens is like Bobby Bowden said, you lose big, you lose close, then you win close, then you win big. And we have to be in that arena in order to experience it. And I was very proud of the way our guys understood. They took the body blows. We came back. We didn't quit. We kept fighting, and um, we felt like well, we pushed them really hard in the second half. I was impressed personally. You know, you guys made a lot of adjustments, and it looked like Yemsel, your your sophomore quarterback, was really able to really make some nice throws. That one wheel route uh, coming into the end zone was a really great throw. Talk about the progress of Yemsel playing quarterback. You know, Emsell, you know, he's he's a sophomore. He's learning the position. It's the first game that he was been in and that was of, you know, this size, this magnitude against a you know, last year if, if we'd have gone by the FHSAA uh, districts, you know, they would have been five A and we would have been two A mm-hmm. because of the district. So it was the first time he had the chance to experience it and, and he got a little shell shocked at first, but you know, he's such a competitor and he's such a competitive guy and, and he wants to do so well and, and he does and he just works tirelessly at it that um, we knew he was going to make plays. We just had to have a confidence in him to stay with it, and eventually those plays were going to happen. So moving forward, you know, this game uh, last week was sort of an anomaly. It sort of came together, and because of the hurricane and because of bye weeks and because of scheduling, after the result, after preparing, after playing 
Key West High School and talking to your players and their parents, is this something that you want to pursue in the future and make it an every year thing? You know, we would love to. Um, we, you know, the Key West is in a district and we're in a conference and a lot of times schedulings don't match up. But if we have the opportunity to play Key West and if Coach Hughes wants to do it, you know, we would definitely look into playing them on a more consistent basis. Because, I mean, what a great experience for your team moving into your conference playoffs, having a game like that. And that the beauty of a game like that is that's a big game. Monroe County's watching. So as you guys are moving next week to your conference playoff against Ransom, which that's going to be a great game, your guys have felt that intense pressure and and, and intense type of game. So moving forward, they should be seasoned and prepared for the game against Ransom. Your thoughts? Absolutely. The only negative part about playing a team like Key West is, you know, they're physical and we're a physical team. And it was such a physical game that we are really banged up right now. So when we should be worried about Ransom's prolific throwing attack, we're going to be in the in the training room trying to get healed and, and get our guys uh, um, healthy enough to get out there and play. But besides that, the the the, the environment, you know, when, when, you, when you go to Ransom Everglades, it's called home field advantage for a reason. You know, it's not coach. It's not called home field discipline. You know, and over the last three years, Ransom is 10-1 and one at home. Wow. They average 42.8 points at home. They've had two shutouts, and on defense, they've held their team six times. It's 54% of the time they've held their teams to six point or points or less. So we know we're going into a hostile environment. We know we're going into a really, really tough place to play, and we can't wait. That's great. You know the coaching staff at Ransom is, is going to do an excellent job, and, and I watched that film of you guys playing Ransom, I don't know, 15 or 16 times in, in preparation for, <laughs> for our game. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to that game. That's one that I'm definitely going to watch because I know Ransom will be streaming it, and I can't wait to see the chess game. And, and really – you know, as, as I get older, I'm sure as you probably figured this out a long time before I did, this is a game of adjustments. And this is a game of adjustments prior to the game and during the game also. So I'm going to be eager to see what adjustments Ransom makes to you guys and what adjustments you make to Ransom. Now, I'm not asking you to tell me what adjustments you're going to make. I'm just, I'm just anticipating this game. I think it's going to be a great matchup for you guys. And as far as your conference goes... How this works is you will play. Now correct me if I'm wrong. Will you play ransom, and then if you win, you will um, you will go to the championship game. Correct. And so the t- the final four teams in a championship bracket, it's Coral Shores and Ransom Friday night at Ransom, uh-huh. and then it's Archbishop Carroll and Palmer at Palmer, and the winners play, and the guy the teams that suffer a disappointment, then they play just for a consolation for a third round uh, spot, the for the third place spot next week. So the winner of Coral Shores Ransom goes to Tropical Park, 4 o'clock, two weeks from Friday, uh, November 4th, and uh, plays for the championship. That's that's really great because that gives you guys an extra game. If you guys win or lose against Ransom, you're going to have that extra game. And that extra game is important because it's going to allow your seniors to play one more game. Who knows what's going to be on that film. But then as a coaching staff, it allows you guys to maybe get some of the younger guys some more experience. Get this guy a carry. Get this guy a throw. So next year when they're playing, it's not their first time under the lights. 
Absolutely. And especially for such a young team like we have and have only seven seniors. Um, yes, our seniors will play and we'll make sure they start and, you know, the final game. But but we will we will definitely play some young guys because in order to improve, in order to, you know, be successful on the field, you have to play. So a lot of our younger guys need to continue to play. And every single rep they get, um, they're getting uh, a, just a wealth of information that they can use not only for next year, but for years on past on out. Uh, it's it's great and then like i obviously i want to see you guys win i want to see you go to that championship game and i want to see palmer that makes there. two of us <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i want to see you guys uh avenge your loss that 17 to 14 defeat to palmer i mean i'm sure that that your team and your staff and your community wants to get to the championship game but wants to play palmer is that safe to say well, I would say if you're looking outside of our program, the answer is yes. But we, our job as coaches, and even our kids would love to play Palmer again. But as a coaching staff, that's the exact same thoughts Ransom has against us this week. Mm-hmm. And so we have to make sure we take care of business this week in order to earn that opportunity to play them next week. So I'm like, guys, don't worry about next week. Let's just worry about this Friday because, trust me, it's going to be all we want Friday night. Oh, I mean, you are 100% correct. If you go through that ransom film, um, you know, you guys play great, but you guys caught some breaks too. And and ransom made a few mistakes. And um, what was the score of, of that ransom game? I don't want to say it. I might be wrong. No, it was 21-7. We mm-hmm. came out on top. Yeah. 7-7 seven, seven at halftime. Yep. They fumbled going into the end zone in the first half. So we caught a break there. But in the second half, which was great, is we, we capitalized on some breaks that we didn't capitalize on against Key West, we capitalized on them against Ransom. So we have to continue to do that, and they're going to throw the ball 50 times, and they're going to stretch the field field horizontally and vertically, and um, their quarterback is accurate, and Coach, you know you played them. They're a really good football team. Absolutely. If you give that quarterback time to throw and, and, and you guys are sitting back, he's going to cut you all up and he's going to throw for 300 yards and multiple touchdowns. You guys did a great job of getting pressure on, on him and, and covering those guys and and really containing that quarterback. But they're, they're well coached and you know that coaching staff is they're going to have their adjustments. They're going to be ready. I think it's going to be a great battle and, and good luck to you. I really want to see you win. I want to see you in the championship game. Key West High School as a district game tomorrow night i hope they win i hope they move on in the districts and we're still an independent at marathon so we're finishing up tomorrow night against university school that's like our bowl game so it's that's a a huge game against university because last game you guys went up there and won but had all those you guys overcame what the lightning delay the weather delay well, we just did a great job. We had three lightning delays. We ended up playing in the second half. You know, they were seven and a half minute quarters. University University gave a lot of money to those referees to stay there so they would continue with the game because they wanted to go home. You know, it was a two point game, and it's so funny, Coach, because in the we never had this when we were kids. And sometimes as coaches, you, you sort of don't realize the power of social media. University has been on social media with our players in, in an appropriate way, but just saying we can't wait to come down you guys got lucky against us if it was uh if it was 12 minute quarters we would have won you know so you hear this stuff from the players and and you realize this is university school you know they have some good players they have great coaching they have great facilities and and this is their bowl game too so you know everybody's got their matchup tomorrow night i think it's going to be a great great night all around for keys football and i'm looking forward to it coach we've played marathon 
If I was university, I'd say, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, well, I, I I appreciate it. Hopefully, you know, next year the score will be a little bit closer. Our guys will be a little bit stronger. But I do appreciate it, and good luck to you guys moving forward, Coach. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks for having me. All right. Coach Hughes on from Key West High School coming off of a big win, 25-13, to 13, to Coral Shores. And looking forward to tomorrow night, another district game coming up. But let's go back and talk Coral Shores. First time since Key West High School and Coral Shores played since 2010. Were you on the staff in 2010, Coach? Yes, I was. I was the offensive line coach. So what do you remember? Who was the head coach then, and what do you remember about that game? Must be honest with you. Um, you know, I remember the one year when Robert James was there. It was a it was a close game. It might have been like fourteen to seven or fifteen to seven or something like that. Um, it was a real defensive battle. The last time I don't remember so much about. Um, uh, twenty ten had to be. It might have been Jerry. Jerry was here at that time. Um, so. Yeah, I don't remember much about that one, but I do remember you know the one defensive battle we had with them and. You know, again, I thought, you know, last, you know, this week's game here against them, they, their defense was pretty strong as well. Yeah, looking at my records here, you guys had a 16 to nothing victory um, in, oh, my eyes are horrible. Looks like 2008, 2009, you win 26 nothing. And then 2010, you guys win 46 nothing. So going into it this week, you know, obviously none of your players had played at Coral Shores before. Very, very rarely uh, do Coral Shores and QS High School play football. What was the attitude of the team going into the game? Were they excited to have an in-county rivalry? Yeah, no, they were um, they were really excited about it. I was, you know, to be honest, I was kind of kind of surprised that they were, you know, that, you know, uh, pumped up for the game. But with all the other sports, you know, I know Coral Shores, you know, we got the better end of us in basketball last year, you know, um, you know, the, the track meet, I, I believe they, you know, they took the hundred meters from us. Um, you know, the track meet we had down here in Key West. So the kids were well aware that they, they had some athletes on that squad. So, you know, they were, um, they were excited about it. It was, you know, they were, they were confident going in, but you know, they do, they, they were aware that, you know, course Shores had some athletes and some players and there's going to be a heck of a game. Well, you know, the advent of social media sometimes aids in this. Obviously, if it was 1985, like you and I both wish it were, um, Key West and Coral Shores, they wouldn't even know each other barely. They might have seen each other one time. But I'm sure I could guarantee you with social media, a lot of them are friends from the different sports. They're talking all the time. And I think it's safe to say that probably some trash was being talked via social media. So you have this like in-county rivalry thing. You know, a good crowd. Key West traveled up to to Coral Shores for the game. Tracy and I both went up to watch it firsthand. And, you know, it's it's the, the whole classic thing. Here comes Coral Shores. They can't stop the pitch. You know, and and that's what is always what I think about playing you is, okay. we got to take away the pitch. We have to throw everything at the pitch. And it seemed Coral Shores was was no different. They were working hard to take away your your jet sweep. What do you officially call that? We call it a rocket sweep, you know, um, just when he orbits behind the quarterback. And we call our jet if he does a straight line. Okay, so it's, you know, 
So it's the, a little bit wider. That's the only reason we use it a little bit more. The rocket sweep is something that, you know, you used to see like Navy running a lot, you know, and I don't know. Navy still runs it a little bit, but option teams. But you have made a career off the rocket sweep and a lot of guys have got a lot of yards off the rocket sweep. So I'm, you know, watching the game and it's a game of adjustments. And and Coral Shores did get better as the game went on. You know, the first half ends with you guys up 19 nothing, And then the second half comes and really uh, Coral Shores outscores you guys 12 to 6 in the second half but fortunately for you it's both halves you guys win 25 13 you know I'm sure that you were surprised you had to be surprised with the way Coral Shores came out in the second half huh yeah you know and I um they threw the ball a lot more than we thought they did they would um but after watching our game film I can't blame them you know (laughs) we have had we've had some issues with the deep pass I did think our pass rush was a little better this uh, this time around, you know, but we still gave up some some big plays over the top. Um, you know, we can't do that. Um, we we put the ball to the ground again offensively, which we can't do that. We can't fumble snaps. You know, I tell our quarterback and center, that's got to be like breathing when you walk out of your house. It's automatic. You know, we can't even think about it. It's going to be something that you, know, you just do. And, you know, we had some issues with that and, you know, gave them some opportunities. You know, we, we killed ourselves again a couple times. You know, they did, and like you said, with our sweep, a lot of teams would go in trying to stop the B-back and the dive, which, you know, any kind of offensive system, you know, you're going to have answers for everything and try to adjust to what they're adjusting to, you know. And when they, they take the sweep away, then, you know, here comes belly. We're going to run the belly at G and um, run a little bit of dive at you with, you know, the triple option inside veer. You know, so we is, if we do our job, we'll have an answer for everything. But, you know, sometimes, you know, their X's are a little bit bigger than our O's and, you know, they, they make it a little bit more difficult. And, you know, they had some guys that made some plays. You got to, you got to give them credit. They were, they were prepared. They played hard. Uh, they were emotionally invested in the game. You know, so um, it was, it was the, the, every bit of the battle I thought it was going to be. And that's what you expect. You know, when you have that in county matchup, it's just the stakes are so much higher. It's so much bigger and it really rang true and and hopefully you know we could get to a place where all of our programs are competitive and we could all play each other every single year because those are the special games you know no one's gonna uh remember coral shores versus sunset but they're gonna remember coral shores versus key west high school win or lose that's a big game for everybody yeah and that's you know that's, you're right let's it plus it's, you know heck it saves on travel too you know i mean you know you know how much everybody travels around here and just to get their game to Miami. And those are the close ones, you know, but you know, it, it would definitely, uh, it definitely create those memories like you're talking about. And, you know, the kids will remember this for a long time. There's no question about that. Well, great job going up there in that hostile environment and getting a win for Key West High School. You guys go to 12 and one against Coral Shores. And now tomorrow night, Two weeks in a row, Coach Hughes, you guys are going to be traveling. Uh, this one is a little bit farther. You have a district game tomorrow night. Um, who are you guys playing? Gateway. We're playing Gateway High School uh, over there at Fort Myers. So, um, yeah, it's quite a hike. So, I, you know, a lot of our listeners are, are people that played in the Keys and stuff like that. In my opening, I was sort of prognosticating on you all's trip so for a trip like that you're gonna leave in the morning you're gonna play the game and you're gonna drive home at night is that correct yeah we'll we'll turn around and come back you know we haven't you know we haven't spent the night or you know stayed over anywhere since i've been the head coach or even coached um down here so you know we've made some some long trips for this is one you know longer ones we've been up to port st Lucie, you know last year which was you know that was brutal um but yeah we'll go we'll leave early stop get some lunch 
you know, uh, get to the get to the field, a little walkthrough, get you know, get some blood back in their legs a little bit. Oh yeah, um, and then prepare and get game time, and come right back. Now I don't know if this is true or not, and I can't. It might I can't remember if it was Pat Freeman that told me this or Greg Kramer, but they said that as coaches they were given the choice of, and this was probably the case back then, where if you had an away game. If you took a yellow bus, then you could stay in a hotel. But if you took a charter, you had to come home that night. So that <laughs> that's not brought to you anymore. Is that a forgotten rule? Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a forgotten rule because we've taken that yellow bus a long way. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. so we, I, I do believe we have a charter this time, just because we couldn't. You know, there was no buses available for us. Um, you know, this week, uh, so we are taking the charter, but. Yeah, that I've never heard that rule. Uh, it's never been presented that way. See, maybe maybe you should ask about it. It could all it could all be different. You know, I could remember like riding coach. coach I think I like one year I coached JV with Pat Freeman, and we had like eighty five kids on the team, and it was like we had that we would take the yellow buses to games, and it was literally they would be like three to a seat, and this is like pre air conditioner, pre phone oh, yeah. on the bus, obviously. Uh, we would stop at the old, the old all-you-could-eat place in Homestead that's now been replaced in Marathon. What is that called? The uh, um, Golden Corral. Yes, there was a Golden Corral where um, where. It, it turned into a pizza place, but on US one coming in, not you know, before that Walmart was there, there was an old golden corral and we would stop there and the guys would overeat. I'm sure that doesn't change. And then my favorite was Pat back in those days, there was meal money for the players. So you'd go to golden corral and Pat would give all the players and all the coaches four $1 bills. And that seriously, and it's like, here's your meal money. Here's your meal money. But yeah, enough about that. You guys are going in the charter bus all the way up. So, so what do you know about gateway? What's their record? What are you anticipating? Yeah, it's, you know, they're struggling this year. They're a new school. We played them last year. Um, you know, so, and we, we made that same trip to them. It just so happened they were put in our district this year. So, you know, they're, uh, this might be their second or third year in existence. You know, they're going to, you know, they're building a program. They, you know, they have a couple of athletes that are just young and inexperienced and haven't had a lot of time together. Uh, they're taking a beating this year, and, you know, we hope to continue that. So, like, if that trend continues, if you're able to travel up there and get a win, then, then you're definitely going to be in contention for district runner-up, and is that an automatic bid to the playoffs? No, the automatics are only for the district winners. Um, that will set up a game against Bishop Rowe, and Bishop Rowe plays Estero next week or this week. Um, so if Bishop Rowe happens to knock them out, knock them off, um, we play Bishop Rowe with a chance for a tie in the district championship. Mm. And then, you know, however they want to handle that after that. So, you know, we got to take care of business Friday night, and hopefully Bishop Rowe takes care of, you know, Estero and gives us a shot and set up that showdown for the last game of the year. So are there any at large bids then? Yes, there's there's four district winners and then there's four at large, and it's just be based on the max preps power rankings, which oh. nobody seems to know how exactly that's determined. Max preps doesn't you know share that secret, so they have their own formula that they'll use. Um, you know, obviously one loss and opponent's record and all that comes into play, but exactly how that happens, you know, we're not sure. So the power of the at large bid goes to max preps, really? 
Yes. And you're talking about like when I click on Key West High School, it'll tell me their rank in the state and in the country and all that stuff. Right. right. It does all that stuff. And again, not sure how they determine their rankings because the FCA comes out, I think, every Wednesday with mm-hmm. the new rankings. Um, after our loss to Estero, we dropped from seventh to ninth. So we were out of that at large, you know, bid. Right. So hopefully a victory against a 71 Coral Shores team will help boost up our, you know, our opponent's strength of schedule, our opponent's record. Um, you know, the win will obviously help us too. So, you know, we're hoping to crawl back into that, in the top eight. So you're telling me that they're going back to that when they're defaulting to that, that's what they're using, like what they used in the past to determine who went to the playoffs, like that power ranking of the strength of schedule and their schedules and who you beat and all that stuff. Is it similar to that? It's very similar. The only difference is the FCA ran that a couple of years ago. Yeah. And now they let Max Press run it, which I'm not sure how that happened or why that happened because I've always found Max Press to be pretty unreliable because so many people can have a, a hand in, you know, putting in scores and stats and, you know, that kind of information. It's not, it's not exclusive to the coaching community or to the, you know, administration of the school. You know, you can sign up and be a, yeah. you know, a member of that, you know, that community there and just put whatever score you can see. Um, you know, you've seen some crazy ones. Like, for example, I saw Coral Shores had lost uh, that bridge prep. Yeah. Academy. You know, so it's just, you know, it's not, it's not always accurate information. So I don't know how Max Prep got that, you know, that uh, contract or that, you know, status that they can do that. But that's where we're at right now. That's funny because I was going to bring that up because that was quite the buzz at Marathon early in the week was, hey, like even I woke up and, and my wife, the writer at the Keys Weekly of the Sports Weekly, Tracy McDonald, goes, hey, look at this. Bridge Prep says they beat Coral Shores 30 to 29 and Bridge Prep Academy had shut their program down and didn't play against Coral Shores. So I guess perhaps a member or a kid at Bridge Prep Academy thought it would be funny to do that. And, and it sure. actually created some waves. You know, people were like, what's going on then? Obviously, it got repaired, but I could definitely see what you're talking about. And we're going back to sort of the old times where if you didn't win your district, you're probably not going to the playoffs, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, it used to be just district winners and they didn't have all these other playoffs. But, right. you know, um, you know, now they, the district runner up is not guaranteed as it was a couple of years ago. Um, it is just the four district winners and then the at large determined by Max Preps who's going to go next. So you can actually have. You know, four district or four district members all go to the playoffs if their power rankings are high enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and you know, it's like one of those things where if you they keep trying to legislate for everything, and at some point you can't because you know they use those other power rankings, and you would have all of these teams in a region that were all good, but not all of them move forward. And if you you there's always going to be exceptions, and and sometimes good teams are going to get shut out. You know, it's just as simple as that. Right. It happens, you know, and, you know, they, they went to this system more where you had people that, you know, you had t- three team districts and you, all you had to do was win one game against mm-hmm. that third place guy in your district and you would go because you were the district runner up. Uh, so they tried to fix that. But, you know, as you said, they, they over legislate some stuff and, you know, they just they make it more difficult than it has to be. Um, but that's that's the system we have right now. That's what we have to follow. So we got to do our best to go ahead and try to get in there any way we can. 
You know, a lot of people uh, talk to me and, and they're asking me questions about you guys and your players. They heard the Christopher Andre Auto podcast and I get, what's going on? What's going on with Auto? Like, co- coach, like, is he getting interest? I know he had the offer from Florida State and all the other different universities. What's going on in his recruiting process now? And are there any other players that you have that are also seniors getting recruited? Yeah, Andre's, you know, he's. He's, he's trying to decide between um, Florida State, Princeton. Um, Vanderbilt coach will be down again Friday. You know, they, they seem to really love him. Um, you know, there's some other uh, Harvard, Yale, all those had interest as well. But I think he's narrowed it down to, you know, Florida State, Princeton, Vanderbilt. Um, I might be leaving one out, you know, so I don't want to throw it in there and speak for him. But mm-hmm. I know those three are, are, you know, high on his list. And do you have any other seniors that are involved in the recruiting process right now that are looking to play college football? Yeah, we have, you know, Jacob Lavalle, you know, was trying to talk to the Coast Guard Academy, you know, that's where he'd like to attend. And I, I know he can play there. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely that kind of he's, he's a perfect fit for them. Um, you know, so we just want to see if you know, he's going to get in there. Um, he'll attract a lot of attention from other schools, from, you know, some of your Division three schools. James Reynolds, you know, I think is a guy who can play, um, you know, at, at the college level. He's, he's so new to the game, but, you know, he has such raw skills and he's a, he's his size and speed ratio is fantastic. Uh, grades are off the chart at, you know, well over a 4.0, um, you know, with AP classes and a great test score. So he's a guy that I think can play at, you know, some of those high-end Division three schools, University of Chicago's and, you know, the MITs of the world if he's interested. And, you know, maybe even sneak into the Ivy League if we can, you know, get them interested. That that is great. That's fantastic. What do you have any information at the beginning of the year? We talked a little about a little bit about Tommy Roberts versus the backyard. Do you guys have any update on that whole process and where ultimately you guys are going to end up? Yeah, we'll be back in the backyard again next year. Um, I believe after baseball season this year, they will start the the renovation of phase one. And I, I'm I think there's only phase two phases to the whole thing. Uh, I might be mistaken, but uh, phase one will be just repairing the or replacing the bleachers on the football side, um, fixing the locker rooms, adding, um, you know, a visitor locker room concession stand for, you know, um, for our home team, uh, redoing the sod. And uh, I think that's it for phase one. Uh, phase two, which will happen in the near future, will be, you know, obviously uh, replacing that sod with turf. Um, adding, you know, the offices and the weight room and all that for football and baseball, you know, for when they want football to move over there full time. But that won't happen for a few years. So next year we'll be back in the backyard. The following year, I believe, we'll be in at Tommy Roberts um, for game games only, not our practice situations. And then, you know, whenever they decide they can, you know, afford or have the time or the resources to do phase two, then the eventual move there. But I do not have the information on when that that final move will happen. That's fascinating. So with phase two, you're telling me eventually at a point in your career, instead of home basing, like a lot of people listening to this podcast know over there behind the old Key West High School, that old weight room and your office in the locker rooms, you guys are going to base out of Tommy Roberts at some point. Right. And, uh, you know, that's that's the way it was done for a long time. Apparently Uh, we did it that one COVID year because they were actually redoing the backyard. So we had to base out of Tommy Roberts, um, you know, and just to alleviate some of the, the overcrowding that happens in the backyard there, especially this time of year, you have, you know, the girls and boys soccer team going, you have, you know, you have lacrosse that's, that's trying to get some work in, 
you know, girls softball is going to start up soon. You know, so it's just one of those things where if they can move us over there and, you know, obviously give us all our, our, our needs and you know requirements to, to run a program, you know, that they want us to do that. And, you know, that's where it's headed. Uh, again, not sure when that's actually going to happen, whether it's, you know, three years from now, five years from now, um, but it, it is going to happen in the near future. Well, that's sort of fascinating to me, you know, and I think that would be nice for your program and nice for you to have like a dedicated spot that is just completely football related. And the guys after school would head over there and they would have their locker room, their weight room, their facilities. So, you know, everything's moving in a positive positive direction for football in Monroe County, Coral Shores, you know, they're going into their conference playoff tomorrow night against Ransom. They were able to beat Ransom 21-7, and if they win that, they're going to play at Tropical Park. I'm sure you played there. uh, Many times. I played there one time. We played South Miami there, and it was still like, I'm sure it was the same with you. You're a tad bit older than me. You know, you (laughs) went over to Tropical Park, and as my dad told me, who still bets the horses today, (laughs) that that used to be a horse track. You know, I remember the smell. How did you bring it up? Yeah. And then how... How about you would go into like the, the grandstands, you know, now you go over there at some bleachers, but back then it was like these grand pavilion horse track grandstands that you were sitting in and the locker rooms underneath were sort of big and had leaks and that's where the jockeys used to hang out. So anyways, I don't know. I'm going on tangents today, but Coral Shores <laughs> is going to play at Tropical Park, um, against Ransom and then their championship game is at Tropical Park. So, you know, you guys are moving forward in your district run right now, regardless of what happens tonight to Marathon. We're going to have a winning season in Marathon. So all the programs are in the right direction. Everybody moving forward. And, you know, I'm just wish you the best of luck. Hopefully you guys can secure uh, a way into the playoffs and uh, everything moves great for you, coach. So thanks for coming on today. And, and I'm really, really happy that you and Coral Shores had a great matchup and hopefully i can see you guys play in the future i appreciate you having me on sean all right thank you guys so much for listening to the keys weekly sports wrap with coach mcdonald the only place to get your florida keys prep sports news and history you could find this podcast every thursday at keysweekly.com please share and like you could find me on facebook at florida keys and key west high school sports history If you are a Key West fan, I hope you guys are listening to the football game tomorrow night. They're going up to play Fort Myers Gateway. Good luck to Coral Shores High School playing in their conference semifinals against Ransom. And good luck to Marathon High School playing against University School. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in and have a great week.